When you are aware of your thoughts, you have a choice. And when you're not, you limit the possibilities. And I love this quote, the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. And that's by William James. So how do we do that? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So stick around. The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to Rat Race Reboot. I'm your host, Laura Noel. And as a certified coach and former 27-year military leader, each week I provide bite-sized mindset pivots that will help you reset your mind, reawaken your spirit, and regain your control. Welcome back to another episode. So um, this is a follow-on to our last conversation with Andy Height, and I love this. And it's the idea of metacognition. You might not have ever heard of that word. Sounds complex, but it's actually really simple, and it's a powerful concept. And it refers to thinking about thinking. So in other words, it's it's having an awareness and understanding of our thought processes. And metacognition, it plays such an important role in our ability to, to learn, to problem solve, to make decisions. And it can also be a valuable tool to manage stress and overwhelm, which is what we'll see in today's episode. So to kick some things off today, I'm going to share my story. This is something that happened earlier in the week. Um, and I am in a doctoral program. I'm in my final year. I've done all the academic reading and courses. Now I'm just working on my dissertation for the next two semesters. I had one semester where I worked on my perspective and that was like maybe six months ago. And I finally pulled it out again and I'm getting ready now to start doing my research. So I hadn't touched this paperwork in six months. And I was determined to get started, but as soon as I pulled out this handy book that I had about how to write and get organized for a dissertation, I would start to read it and I would actually start to get sleepy and fall asleep. And then I started pulling out my paperwork and I just felt this wave of overwhelm overcoming me, just crashing down on me. Um, the imposter syndrome, the self-doubt. Um, they all decided to say hello and pay me another visit like old familiar friends. I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, like my credibility as a, a psychologist uh, was hanging on this one project and I was frozen in my tracks, almost in tears. Um, and I'm sure many of you can relate to similar moments in your own lives when you're about to set forward and go into motion toward a goal or a vision that you have, or you're about to work on a project that just seems so vast and so large, you just don't know where to, to start. But here's the thing is I was able to transform that overwhelming experience into enthusiasm. And how did I do it? Well, I was using metacognition. That was my secret weapon and my friend throughout this process. I'm going to share some of the steps that I took to go from overwhelmed to invincible and inspired. And if I can do it, you can do it too. It took me a day. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I started my process probably around 10 in the morning and it, it was around 4 PM where I went, Whoa, 
I can do this. I, I felt the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. And I said to my husband, wow, I feel a complete shift. I actually hopped on Facebook and did a Facebook live about it because I wanted to celebrate the moment where I could feel the switch to where I was. Oh my God, can I do this? Is this possible to how can I do this? Because I know I'm going to do it. I just don't know the how yet. I felt that mental switch. So these are the steps that I'm going to walk you through that got me to that point. And you better believe it. I was celebrating that moment. There, No moment is too big or too small to celebrate. And I want you to do the same. So the first thing that I did was I recognized my thoughts and emotions in the moment. So um, the first step in applying this kind of metacognitive approach to overcoming overwhelm is to recognize the thoughts and emotions that you're having in the moment. When you find yourself in a stressful situation, pause for a moment, take a deep breath and ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? How am I feeling right now? Taking that pause, it's so important that you notice, one, that you're feeling stressed. Maybe you can feel it in your body, um, in in your you know your neck, your shoulders, your stomach, you're getting a headache, you're, you're perspiring, whatever that is for you. Notice that you're feeling those sensations and then ask yourself, what am I thinking? What emotions am I experiencing right now? In my case, I was thinking, I, I don't even know where to start. I'm not organized. I was feeling a mix of anxiety and self-doubt and frustration. Um, I was feeling like, are my ideas stupid? Is anybody really even researching this? Is this important? What if I fail? Um, but I started recognizing these thoughts and emotions. Um, and it's really important that you do the same for yourself too, because it helps and it helped me separate myself from the emotions that I was having. So in other words, I was becoming the observer of my mind. And I found this quote by Eckhart Tolle, you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. So I am not fear. I am not imposter syndrome. I am not anxiety. I might be experiencing thoughts rooted in those feelings, but I am not them. I'm a person who has thoughts. You are a person who has thoughts and feelings and challenges, but you are not them. So it's very important that you acknowledge your thoughts so that you can become the observer of them. And so you don't identify with them. Okay. So the next thing that I did was I challenged those thoughts using one of my mental faculties, my reasoning faculty. So once you've identified the thoughts that you're having, the feelings you're ha having, you can ask yourself, are these thoughts facts or are they assumptions? And so in my case, when I asked myself that question, I realized that my fear of not being good enough, of you know having a really ridiculous idea or whatever the case was, I, I realized that was an assumption because I had successfully completed many large-scale projects and papers before. My professors, many of them, have told me that I'm a strong writer. And I see the research out there on similar 
projects. I'm collaborating with researchers in Norway and Germany on the topic of intuition and um, using one of their validated scales. So I, yeah, duh, of course, this is important. So that's what I did is I kind of challenged those, those thoughts that I was having. Another way to challenge some of those thoughts is to um, connect with people outside of yourself, get the problem outside of yourself. So I talked with my husband. He's, you know, a great support to me. I put something in um, a chat group with our cohort and I said, hey, has anyone ever hired a dissertation coach? And then immediately somebody pinged me and said, why do you want one? And then they called me. And so I had a phone call and we could kind of talk out what I was feeling and how they were feeling too. And we were kind of sharing our experiences. And then we both came around to, I got this, you got this. Um, so I had that support there. I actually did talk with a dissertation coach and that also helped me look at things in a little bit of a different way, seeing things in a different perspective. I was so in it, in my the problem and the feelings that I was experiencing that I couldn't see clearly. So ask for help. That's another way that you can challenge your uh, negative thinking or thinking and thoughts and feelings that aren't productive. The next step, is I started to break down this big project, what I thought was a big project, into manageable steps that I could do in the moment in the headspace that I was in. Um, so when you look at the big picture, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. But when you break it down into smaller, actionable chunks, it becomes more achievable. So in my example, with my dissertation, I divided all of the things or the steps that I could think about in my mind, I divided them into chunks. So I thought about, well, what are the little, some of the chapters of my paper? Um, I even had just separate research tasks that I could do each. As I kind of annotated each step that I would need to take at some point, it started to feel less and less daunting and more attainable to me. And um, I could focus on doing one thing at a time. So where I started and taking action is I started simply by blocking my calendar. Um, that's that's where my head was. I could at least sit down right now at my desk and block my calendar the way I'd want it to be if I were carving out time for myself and big chunks of time and small chunks of time to accomplish this paper. Um, I uh, I chunked my calendar into time blocks. And even though my calendar didn't look perfect, I had other appointments in those blocks of time for the next few weeks. I didn't go into analysis paralysis about it. So what became my mantra when I was breaking things down and calendar chunking was focus on what I can do. All right. So what I can do is create a calendar for myself and how I want to move forward between now and next April working on this project. So I um, I had mornings and all day on Fridays blocked off, but until the end of this month, there's some things in those slots or portions of those slots. Instead of getting all wound up and trying to be a perfectionist, focus on what I can do, all right? So the next step is move, right? So the next morning, in my example... I had planned on meditating, working out, 
um, doing my yoga, walking the dogs and doing my two hour block for my dissertation before getting on with my day. I started my day late because I didn't sleep well the night before it threw off my schedule and it threw off my calendar, perfectly calendar blocked plan already on day one. And again, I said, focus on what I can do. So I decided to move forward with my meditation, my workout, and instead of beating myself up about not being perfect, focus on what I can do. I can work out. I can meditate. Um, instead of doing a two-hour block on my paper, I decided on what I would accomplish in this 45-minute block. I set a mini goal of what I wanted to accomplish. I didn't judge myself, right? I didn't judge myself for not being perfect, that would have kept me stuck and it would have made my energy and my attention diffused in the wrong direction. I redirected my mind and you've got to redirect your mind toward what you want, focusing on what you can do, not what you didn't do, but on what you can do and move forward. And that's where I did. That's what I did. But here's the thing is I, I set myself up to win. The, the thing that I wanted to accomplish was calendar blocking, at least doing that. But what I ended up doing is by taking one action step, something simple that I could do and that I could complete, it inspired me to pull up my old prospectus and read through it and create a document in uh, OneNote that was accessible to my professors, my chairs on my committee. And then I started to do a little bit of editing on it and thinking about my research questions because we had an appointment the next day and we were going to talk through some of these things. So because I redirected my focus, I started focusing on what I could do. I took one step. It inspired me to do more than I planned on doing. So that there you have it. I mean, that's that's the power of... Um, really thinking about your thinking, about metacognition. That's a powerful tool that can help you overcome, overwhelm, obstacles, challenges. And remember, you have the ability to change your thinking at any time. And when we can pause and think about our thinking, that's that's the window of opportunity we have to change our thinking and change the direction and trajectory of our focus and our level of success. Um, so I hope my story inspired you. This is how you stay in control of you, regardless of the circumstance. And this is how you become a leader of yourself. Um, I hope this has been helpful for you. I wanted to share this story because um, this was a win for me. A few years ago, I, I wouldn't have thought about my thinking. I would have been stuck in overwhelm and I would have given myself permission to binge watch Netflix and have some Haagen-Dazs for the day. And then I'd start again the next day. I'm so glad that I decided to think about my thinking and chunk down my tasks and just take one step and call it a win because that inspired me to do more. So join us next week. Um, if you liked today's episode and it was helpful for you, leave a review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. I would love to hear from you. And remember, as always, we close our episodes with this fact. Everything is created twice, first in your mind and then in physical form. We'll see you next week. 
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.